Welcome to the Edge of the Sticker podcast with Brad and Bobby Frank. Hey, Bob. Hi, Brad. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing just fine. Anything coming to mind for you today? Yeah. You know, I was thinking about uh, this uh, famous saxophone player died today, Wayne Shorter, who was just a really groundbreaking kind of a guy. And uh, I was just, I was thinking about, for whatever reason, I have had this string of, especially jazz musicians, where I've seen their last or their one of their last shows before they die. Hmm. Like eight different famous, really well-known jazz players, but I never saw Wayne Shorter. And I was, I kept looking for a tour thinking this Mm. is going to happen at some point, but I missed it. It made me think about that. You know, if you wait, then you miss opportunities. And especially on things like that, where, you know, if someone dies or if you, you have a, you know, something that you didn't complete or something you didn't say or someone you didn't meet or something you didn't do that you run out of chances at some point to take advantage of that. Have we talked about stuff like that? Um, I'm sure we've, we've touched on that just in a beginning, you know, do stuff, you know, in an emotional loan sort of way. Why not? Why to not keep putting stuff off? But this has a little bit different spin. It occurs to me two things. One is, um, I wouldn't want you in my show audience. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't portend a good outcome for me. Well, let me tell you this, though. I mean, I've been at a few where they've survived. (laughs) So (laughs) So it's not not a unique relationship that you show up and that's their last show. (laughs) When you think about over time, the, the stuff that, you know, we choose to do, we choose the the things that often are the easiest or the um, the front line need to be accomplished minutia almost, and it's it's easy to lose sight of or to um, create rationale for eh we'll wait it's, it's we'll have time it's not that big of a deal and and oftentimes those things they just fade into the background. Um, but then there are the times that, you know, there is that urge, there's that sense of, I need to do this, and, and you get it done. And what I found is that when you do it, when you actually complete that task, it feels good. Mm-hmm. It feels good to have it, to, to get it done. It feels like you've really accomplished something, um, more so than when you just do the, the easy stuff. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. When you dig into something and you actually do it. And especially if you accomplish something that you didn't think you could do, then absolutely, you get a lot of satisfaction out of that. Yeah, that that the difference between the the small stuff and the big stuff, and when you when you do the big stuff, the stuff that's a little bit more effortful or, or a little bit more, um, uh, just a little less easy. That when you do it, you're you're glad that you did it. You know, I, I think that one of the ways that this ends up happening 
just in a in a I don't know if this is really more prevalent most post COVID or it's always been this way, but you know the idea of getting together with people, and you mm-hmm. think uh, you know that'd be great, let's do it, and then you either don't make plans or you do make plans and you make plans and you're getting close to it and you think kind of rather just stay home. Mm-hmm. It would be a whole lot easier to not get dressed or this yes. is going to be a process and I'm sure it'll be okay, but I don't know if I really want to do this. And then when you do it, it's, it's good. It's fun. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that you wanted to get together with them in the first place and whatever obstacles you put up in the interim for why you want to cancel when you do it, it's good. But we've got, we've, I think I've certainly found myself getting into positions where it's just so much easier to stay at home. It's just so much easier to not do things. It is. And I know exactly what you're talking about. When you make plans for something two weeks out and then the day before you're like, oh God, why did I do that? Why did I commit to this? This is, (laughs) this is just, I just don't want to do it. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, I can't tell you how many times leading up to leaving to go do something that we said we would do, you know, in the last five minutes, it's like, well, I guess we could just, you know, we could call it off. But like you said, every time, almost every time you do it and you're, you come back afterwards and think, ah, I'm glad we did that. That was great. Yeah. We need to, we should do that more often. Yeah. That, I, I find that that's, a, that's my reaction almost, almost exclusively is we really should do that more often. Why yeah. don't we do this more? Why don't because, we do it? Yeah. Um, and so you, you kind of get the adrenaline rush or whatever it is that comes from it and you're, you're kind of pumped about it. And I don't know, the half-life of that excitement <laughs> seems to be like two minutes because you know, there, there's just not a lot of planning that goes in after that to to create um, you know, other opportunities, or at least that, that's what it seems like to me. Um, but I don't think that's just the two of us. I think that's something that people have, have experienced more post-COVID, but even mm. without, even before that, it's just why do we get so sedentary or so so blah in the way that, that we do stuff? Yeah. Well, you get set in your ways and you start to – your comfort zone is within the walls that you're used to. Yeah, I guess that's true. And when you go out, you have to engage. <laughs> you have to – you know, you have to do things that are sort of beyond your control maybe. Yeah. And, it, you know, I'm, I guess on one end of the cons- of the extreme is something like social anxiety, which is obviously a real thing and can be um, can be difficult to overcome. And there are certainly treatments to make that happen. But but it is that that is a that is a tough thing. But that's not that's one end of the continuum. I, I think that what we're talking about is is more of a social malaise almost yeah. or. Um, or just an unwillingness to push ourselves beyond those boundaries or to to create for ourselves the opportunity to be able to to have fun or to to do something that's just a little challenging but you know when you do it when you when you push yourself in there you feel a lot more alive it seems to mm-hmm. me um, yeah. but we're just not great at at making that happen so if we could commit, to 
you know, on a daily or weekly basis, pushing the boundaries like that. Yeah. Um, little small micro actions. They don't have to be huge things. It doesn't have to be change the world kind of things, but just small things. Um, I think we, you know, rising tide lifts all ships sort of away. I think we get some real benefit out of that. Mm. It's funny. I had lunch yesterday uh, across the street from Zany's, the comedy club. Oh yeah, here in town, and somebody was on the marquee. I don't remember who it was, and you know, sold out. And I mentioned to the friend that that I was with that it's always great to go to Zany's. It's it's every single time. It's the best time, <laughs> and every single time you think. I can't believe I haven't been here for, well, mm-hmm. now for probably five years, I haven't been to that place. And he said the same thing. He's like, and every time you go, you think, I should do this every single <laughs> night because I feel great afterwards. And yet the place sits there and these great comedians come through like every week and we never, we never even think to go. And I drive yeah. by the place, you know, twice a week at least. And I see it and I see people lined up and I think I should go and I never go. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's one of those things. It's the same with going out and hearing music. Like mm-hmm. I never go out to hear unless it's a touring act. I just <laughs> Or somebody who's about to die. Or someone who's about to die. <laughs> I mean, that's special. But, <laughs> but you know, I... I just don't go out to clubs and hear live music that much. Unless I'm yeah. playing, I'm not going. Yeah. So it's, but when I do, like last night, I went to an event uh, that had live music and it was, it was great. It was like, wow, this is really cool. It's cool to be on this side of the audience, mm-hmm. uh, on this side of the stage. And uh, I don't know. It's like you just forget about that. You forget about that feeling and that whole experience when you get, you get really focused on your routine and the stuff yeah. that you usually do. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're talking about it and we're going to both get excited about it and we're going to both go home and we're not going to do anything. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> because that's the way it works because, and it's, it's not that our fatigue is so great that we cannot hoist ourselves out of the chair long enough to be able to make it to whatever it is that we're, considering doing it, it it's not that it's it's something else that just keeps us you know when you talk about routine it keeps us rooted in our routine to such a fashion that any change to that just feels i don't know if it's threatening or or what mm. but it's something that really makes it hard to engage yeah so so i, I think we should make a commitment right here right now to do something in the next week that we don't typically do Mm. and to see what, um, what that's like. And when we do it to report back on what it was and how it went. Yeah. But I like the idea. I like the idea of, uh, finding something that's interesting, different, new, or a twist on something you usually do that you've wanted to try. Um, and there's no reason not to do it. You know, it's the same thing as, uh, it makes me think of exercising. Mm -hmm. Every time I ride the bike, I think I should do this every single day. 
Yeah. So I feel great afterwards. It's not horrible during. It's fun, sort of, on the trainer. Um, and, you know, it's not miserable, which is how I feel like it's going to be before I do it. Uh-huh. And as soon as I'm done, I always think, you know, this could be a daily routine without a problem. And then two weeks later when I write again, I have the same thought. I had that same thing happen yesterday. I mean, I try to be on the Peloton or at least do something with the Peloton every day. But, and sometimes that's meditation as opposed to something that's, you know, physical. But when I got on yesterday, it was like, I just have got to do something. I haven't gotten on the bike for like four days and I I just need to do something. And I did a, on the Peloton, they have these low impact rides, which are less, less strenuous than the, um, than the typical rides. I just need to do a low impact ride. And so I started that. And by the end of it, I was like going harder than the ride demanded or or at the, you know, the top end of what the ride demanded because it was like, yeah, you know, when I got on this bike, I was exhausted and I just did not want to, I knew I needed to do something. I kind of felt sluggish and gross, but once my heart rate started again and once there was a sense of, okay, I'm in motion, then I was ready. And I think that that happens, you know, you make the first step, the edge of the sticker, imagine that you, you make that first step and the second step is easier and the third step easier still. And then the fourth and, and then you're in the flow and in the groove and you're, you're much happier to be doing stuff. Momentum kind of begets momentum, but stasis yep. begets stasis. When you're sitting on the couch, mm-hmm. you're going to keep sitting on the couch. Yeah. And yep. whether it's f- actually physically sitting on the couch or emotionally being just stuck, um, getting that motion in action is so important and makes such a difference. It's like you almost have to convince yourself that you can do something. I don't know. I mean, I try to mix it up and I try to play music or do a project or do something, but the draw of the couch is strong. Yeah. Well, you know, even, even something here, like, like it'll be a weekend and there's this place I've wanted to try this burger place here, Bodega Burger. And it's, uh, in an area of town, it's called the Heights. It's about a 15 minute drive away, 15 to 20 minute drive away. And when it's time for me to say, I want to go get that burger, I look at it and I think, "Ah, I'm not driving 15 minutes for that. (laughs) That's so far. I would travel across the country for a big burger, like for a good burger. Like that would be a a destination kind of a thing. And 15 minutes seems way too much. Kenny and Ziggy's, which is like my favorite restaurant ever, the deli here. It takes about eight minutes to get there if there's no traffic. But if there's traffic, it could be a 20-minute drive. And I look at Mm -hmm. and I'm hungry and that's traffic time. It's dinner time, right? And I think, well, I'm not going to fight traffic to go over there. It would take me 20 minutes as if that's like this huge deal. And so instead I like dig through the refrigerator and find something that I'm not going to like nearly as well. I rationalize, well, at least I didn't have to spend any money to do it, but I'm not getting what I want. And, um, and -hmm. all because of the inconvenience and how we judge inconvenience becomes irrational because if it's not within (laughs) arm's length of where we're sitting on the couch, it's too far to go. It's too far. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. I don't know if this ever happens to you, <laughs> but 
<laughs> so the word of the day is uh, is spilkas. Ah, uh, yes. For any, anyone that doesn't know that word, it's just the uh, just it's it's ants in your pants. You just want right. to do something. You got to get up. Agitation. And, You're just agitated. You need to do something. You got to do something. You got spilkas. Yep. <laughs> I get spilkas frequently. <laughs> <laughs> And oftentimes I will go to my car, I'll pull out of the driveway and I'll circle the block and go right back in the garage. (laughs) I'm like, "Eh, I don't really feel like it. (laughs) I'm guessing that doesn't happen to you. I don't, I don't get to the car. Just going to get the keys as long as I, I go get to get the keys. I think I'm not sure I want to go. <laughs> well, then I guess I should enjoy a sense of accomplishment <laughs> for at least getting in the car. Right, you get some motion at least. I get up oh, to the to the place where I keep my keys, and I just turn around. Um, <laughs> and, and yet, and so like like if I'm in Nashville or, or you're here and. And we want to go, if I'm in Nashville, we go to the Loveless, as an example, mm-hmm. as we talked about previously. The Loveless isn't close. I mean, it's probably, what, a half an hour drive from your house? Um, yeah. When I'm there, I think, yeah, I'm up for I'm up for that. I'll go. And when you're here, if you say, you know, you want to go to Bodega Burger, I'll drive in there. Or you want to go to wherever, sure, absolutely. But yeah. if it's just for me, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And, and maybe that's another thing, too, is if – if there's another person that's involved, that can be a motivator to to make things happen too. And even well, like, it's like I the try accountability, to, it's like yeah. having an exercise partner. Absolutely, exactly. Yeah, and so you know that's that's another thing is you do this stuff together. I mean, I don't think either one of us would have written the book by ourselves. Mm-mm. The only way this was getting done is if we both do it. Yeah, and For sure. you know our our next book we're going to write together because it's not going to get written unless we do it that way. (laughs) Uh, And, and part of it's the accountability. Part of it is, you know, you lift each other up. There are days you don't want to do something, but you know, the, the other person's ready. And so you, you meet them where they are. Um, Or if you have a date night, or again, if you make plans to meet somebody on a, on a weekend or, or do something with friends you haven't seen in a while, that accountability gets you up and out. Whereas otherwise the dread of doing it, whatever it would have been, would have set, would have led you to just staying on the couch. Mm-hmm. So we need that accountability. We need that that social um, interaction to make it happen. And uh, when we don't have to, when that doesn't happen, you at least get in the car, drive around the block. I look at the keys and think, nah, too much. It's it's really amazing how we just how we change our perspective on what is accomplishable or manageable or what requires too much effort just based on ease. Yeah. If it's not easy and we're not accountable, then nah, we're not doing it. But you know, I think about it like even at night when I, when I get home and the various things that I need to do in order to kind of get things together. um, If I am on a constant pace where I, I put the laundry in and then I load the dishwasher and then I, fill my water bottle and then I, you know, turn off the TV, whatever the the number of things are. When it's boom, 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 it's very accomplishable. Mm -hmm. When I'm sitting down and it's like I'm ready to go to bed and I need to, I want to fill my water bottle before I do that. The idea of spending 
45 seconds in front of the refrigerator filling my water bottle feels like such yeah. a task. Like, I can't believe I've got to go because it's the wrong direction. You know? mm-hmm. I have to turn left. I'm sorry, I have to turn right instead of turning left. Left, I would go up the stairs. <laughs> right, I'd have to go into the kitchen. It's seven paces, but it's seven paces I shouldn't have to take. And then I have to stand there while the water is going too slow to fill. And uh, if I want I to put that. ice in it, and I got to push the button, and sometimes the button doesn't work as efficiently as I want, and it's mm-hmm. like I got to push it three or four times before it goes to ice, which sounds so ridiculous and silly, but in the moment, it just feels like, ah. Uh, just no wonder get nothing gets done. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you got to overcome these huge obstacles. It's really yeah, but in our heads. They are. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, um, what I find works for my, for myself is I, I will call that out, like literally call it out and say, Brad's 45 seconds. It's <laughs> ridiculous. You're being ridiculous. <laughs> and, and, and that works. Or, you know, it works on, on the other end, too, where I'm on my seventh snack of the evening and I decide that I can't believe I'm doing this. And I just have to say, all right, you're done. Done. Stop. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Not eating anymore. And and when you get out of the pattern, whether the pattern is slothful or if it's something, you know, that's more active that, that you're not necessarily wanting to do, if you can just break the pattern, then things change pretty quickly. You, you mm-hmm. got to break the pattern. Mm-hmm. Um and and maybe again in a in a break in a in a edge of the sticker sort of a way, so many times it just rests on that one yeah. change, just a small change, and then the dominoes fall really really fast. Yeah, and then you get momentum. I know that 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 water water quagmire is one that <laughs> I am familiar with as well, <laughs> to the point where I've several times said to Teresa, you know, we really ought to get one of those crystal springs things for the bathroom upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And we'll put a coffee maker there too. (laughs) Maybe a little fridge. I don't know. We could just, (laughs) we could have all sorts of stuff there. You won't ever have to leave your room. (laughs) It's, um, it, it, we just fall into these patterns. It's really remarkable. And uh, if you, when you talk about it and you think about it, we laugh a ton today about the silliness of it. But yeah. think of all the energy that we spend in, a, in a, such a wasteful way um, trying to avoid these things that are just not worth avoiding. Yeah. Well, here's the thing is going back to where this started in probably 2019, Wayne Shorter, the guy who died today, was in right. Nashville playing at the Symphony Hall. And uh, for whatever reason, I just decided, you know what? I'm not going to go. I'll I'll catch him the next time. Yeah. And he never came back, and now he will not. <laughs> yes. So, I, I mean, I vividly remember just passing on it mm-hmm. for no reason. It's not like I had a show to play or I was doing something else. I just, right. it's just like, ah, I just don't feel like going. So that's too bad. Cause it, it would it probably been a, uh, a remarkable experience. Yeah. So, so I, maybe the, the theme of the day is to allow ourselves to have the experiences that we seem to try to avoid. Mm-hmm. And whether those experiences are, are really small 
fill up the water bottle kind of things or bigger getting together with people that we care about or, or maybe bigger still making a, a, a plan for an event that needs to happen. Um, you know, we, we're not always going to get, we're not always going to get the opportunity to do it again. Yeah. Um, there, there were two things that I'll, I'll say real quickly. Um, I was talking to somebody the other day who had a life cycle event that was coming up in his family, but he was feeling kind of just down. He's been struggling with some depression and um, he wasn't going to go and, or he was going to truncate the amount of time that he was going to be there. And, but this was a big deal kind of a thing. And, you know, I pointed out to him, I said, you know, you get one chance at this, this isn't happening again. Um, And you're going to be able to look at the pictures and see where you, where you weren't. And you're not going to always feel this way. You're not going to always feel this level of depression, but the amount of, of energy that you're going to spend regretting not being there, explaining why you weren't there for the next three decades, apologizing for it, getting over it is so much more than what you're going to spend to just push through what feels like a really, really tough time right now and is objectively a really, really tough time to do the the three hours it's going to take you to be there. Um, and then the other thing is, uh, is funerals. The, you know, there are time funerals don't happen at convenient times. Yeah. They're, they're not, they're not planned around your schedule and a funeral that occurs when you have a meeting or an appointment or gig or whatever is sometimes easy to be able to say, well, you know, I've I've got this commitment. I got to do it. And my attitude has, has become over time. No, again, you get one shot at this. Um, This is the time and the meeting can wait or the, the appointment can, can be rescheduled this is it. This is the time. And so having the, the motivation or the, the commitment to those kinds of things and to realize in a broader sense what your, what your responsibility is or what your connection is or what your regret would be can, can be motivating for sure. But mm-hmm. the perspective is, is, again, sometimes very easy to go the other way of, yeah, I mean, they won't know that I'm there or the people who are surviving the person who died will understand, um, you know, this is a really important meeting, but you got to live with the fact that you didn't do it. And yeah. the reg- the regret that you have, I think, is is many times predictable. So throw that yeah, out there as another that, example. Uh, it's the, uh, I should have dot, dot, dot. Yeah. You know, yeah. So maybe that's the the way to make it actionable is that the think about what what's at the end of that sentence and do it along the way. Yeah, because if you do that, you you live with many fewer regrets. <laughs>